Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Off the Bench Summer Edition. All the big news and views from sport. Welcome to it. It's another weekend of Off the Bench, uh, summer edition where we discuss the big league stories of the week and look back on some of the highlights and lowlights from Sports Day <laughs> featuring myself, Jason Matthews, and Matthew Rogers. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Now, the reason you're in, by the way, is because uh, Sats is on holidays with the beautiful Beck. She's celebrating her 50th birthday. Deservedly so. Great little break for them. He told me, though, on her birthday, she had some clothes made. He said, what else do you want to do at your birthday? And I'm more for that because then he can stop harassing us and sending us messages. Yes. And she goes, oh, I wouldn't mind. Let's go to the pool bar. And he says to me, he goes, it was 10.30 a.m. Oh, play on. I know. Play on. What a legend that woman is. What an absolute legend. Hey, listen, speaking of legends... And, of course, it was Valentine's Day on Wednesday. Uh, mm. Do you want to remind uh, our listeners how you cel- celebrate it with Chloe, your beautiful wife? Oh, I played golf. And then when I came home, she gave me a beautiful rose and a card. And, um, yeah, and it was, you it was really made nice. her a, a chook roll. I made her a chicken sandwich. Chicken what? Roll. Yeah, That's nice. Barbecue sauce. That's Don't love, get the kids. barbecue sauce. That's love. Made her a, made her a toasted ham cheese Sandwich today, too. See, you know what, Rat? I've thought about this overnight, and I think about your relationship quite a lot. And <laughs> I just I just go, you know what? That's a, that's a woman who's easy to please, and that's the sort of relationship you want. She's not a princess. Oh, she's not, mate. She's one of the boys, I'm telling you. She's, uh, she's <laughs> as good as it gets. Thing. No, no, no. Not that girls aren't lovely and dainty and beautiful and all that stuff, oh, but I'm very lucky. Talking. I'm very lucky. Mate, you are. You are. So, um, look, a bit of eye candy for our female listeners this week. We spoke to probably the best-looking bloke to put on some boots in the game of rugby league, Ever. fair to say. Ever. And you played alongside him, of course, at the Sharks for six years. Um, mate, good chat with him. And what I loved about, um, there was an opportunity. You guys gave me a tiny window to talk about the 97 Super League war. And, boy, you guys didn't hold – well, ET didn't hold back. No, it was an interesting chat, Jase, because I – was, um, you learned some stuff, right? I did, I did, because ET spoke to the team after the game and we were rushed off the field and it was all very covert. And then ET got up and spoke to us as a group in, um, yeah, and, and I was always wondering when he had that first discussion about Super League and, you know, we found out in that in that chat. 
Very interesting stuff indeed. Uh, mate, just to see the look on your face when he's telling us some of the details was was fantastic. Um, Rat got fired up uh, thanks to Daddy Vass. Uh, he just threw he just, he just threw a little grenade in the room, didn't he? And he left. He did. And you and I were battling it out. Went at it. Uh, we, we, because I'm sick of you Queenslanders flapping your gums about who New South Wales should pick. And I, I half agree with you about... Um, <laughs> About old mates, Bradman, Bradman Best, Best. yeah, um, and Greg Bird got involved as well. So we'll have a have a listen to that. Three burning questions. Where, as I said, you uh, you know Blues, and also oh the Broncos, the Broncos were oh, a big news story. The kerfuffle, of the week, they? yeah, the kerfuffle. Have you seen the new video out today? It's just stacks on. That's yeah. all it is, mate. It's boys it's being gotten, boys. They're having a bit of fun. But mate, it's Move getting on. worse for the do-gooders. Yeah, it is. There's nothing in this video. Shut up. Just shut up. Mm. Yeah, oh, mate, I was saying that three days ago. It's, oh, that's your dig too. Thanks to uh, Sherlock uh, Wilbarrows, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Sherlocklastlonger.com.au. Just the idiots who, who get offended by everything. Oh, mate, it's offended. Of, I'm offended of, of their offense, of their offense, of their offense. What? I'm what? offended. I'm confused. I'm offended at their, their, their offense. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, the offence nowadays that people take on, uh, on everything, it just drives me insane. It drives me insane. I'm getting old, Jace. I'm 48 you now. Are. You are getting old. Mate, I'm having a dig at you, and, and our listener will find that out when they have a listen to you going on about the blues. <laughs> Bring uh, it on. A, man, a fake Queenslander, a man who was born at Caring Bar Hospital having a crack at the blues and their selection criteria. Mate, I'm a Queenslander, mate. From the job site to your backyard, lighten the load with Sherlock. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. This is Off the Bench with uh, Matty Rogers and Jason Matthews. I hope you're having a great weekend wherever you are. Let's kick it off when Daddy Vass threw a grenade in the room with three burning questions here on Off the Bench. Now it's time for three burning questions. Thanks to our mates at Toolkit Depot. Is that a song? Yeah. Three burning questions. Let's go. Now, Bradman Best, he inked a three-year extension with the Knights yesterday until the end of 2027. Great signing. Boys, do you think off the back of that, Best can reclaim the form we saw in 2023 and retain his origin jersey? I think he should. Mm. Uh, you, know, you know what you what you need in origin is you, is you need – and, and I don't want to say that these players aren't, but 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 uh, there have been players in the past with New South Wales. <laughs> Here we go. That just don't look hungry. Oh. They just, you know, like no, what, what? How did Bradman Best look in that game three? He looked hungry. Yeah, but they had ready. momentum. What do you mean they had momentum? They were, Mate, he was, was getting great ball from Walker. Were, yeah, but they were down. They, they'd lost the series. He'd gone in. He went in there with a great attitude and went in there and played hard. And that's, I but feel like know, that's what you've missed out, missed the last couple of years. Well, he, would, he would bring that to your team. Jimmy came out early in the week and said, I can't wait to take on the Queensland. Yep. Wait, wait, you two, shut up. Are you saying that everyone who puts on a blues jumper is not energised and doesn't care? No, Stop it, Ralph. No, what I'm saying shut is. Up, Daddy. What I'm saying I'm is. I'm sick of this BS from I'm you, What I'm saying guys. is, it's just sometimes it just seems as though, you know, just like a bit of fire in the belly. That I mean. Look, take it how you will. I, I mean, I'm just saying what Bradman best brought to that side last year was a hunger and a fire that I hadn't seen in a few players previous to that. What, in the centres or just in the whole team? Maybe. 
just maybe across. So again, you're having a shot at Latrell again? No, no, I'm just having a shot at. Well, who are you having a crack at? I don't know. Just, I just, I no, just, no, I, no. Think, I think there are some players in that team that don't need to play for New South Wales anymore. And you what? need players like Bradman Best. What? You need players like Bradman Best. You need... Name names. You need new players coming through. No, I get that. That are going to uh, bring a new energy, a new fire, and, and a new, I guess, sense of um, energy into that squad. And, and Bradman Best fits that bill, and he showed you in Game 3 what it meant to him to play for New South Wales, and I think he should be... Name names. The first centre pick for me New s- South Wales. The first next, centre pick? Yes, I think he Oh, you're be. talking like an idiot oh, now. Seriously. What but, above Tommy Turbo? Mate, he's a centre, for starters. He's playing centre. But he is a centre. Mate, did you not see two years ago or three years ago when New South Wales won 2-1 all three games in Queensland, who was the centre pairing then? Well, well, who he, smashed here's, you? Here's what and I they know. haven't played together since. But they're broken now. Here's what I know. They're broken now. They're sure. Bro- they, mate, they get injured. <laughs> they, the, the workload of the NRL season and the origin, the, their bodies can't handle it. They're older. They're, they're, oh, you're an idiot. Mate, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just – from what I've witnessed in the last couple of years, I I think he's been the best centre that they've picked. He's right. played one game. Oh, exactly. And he showed that he was the best. Oh, I think we should go through the whole blue side and see if they've, no, they've shut up, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Move on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, number two. Yep. Now, Kurtley Beal came out that he wants to make a code switch to rugby league. Uh, he's 35, hasn't played since January last – Year for rugby, could, um, he, could he be successful? Oh, I'd that? be a better chance of making it. And and, and I'm, I'm not being disrespectful to Kirtley Beal. He, he's not. Well, it probably might be by saying that, but um, mate, I, I had five years out of the game, came back at 30, and it was tough. The hardest year of my life was 2007 when I came back. He, he has never played league at the top level. Um, you know, he, he could probably have a, a good. Fun career playing for the Byron Bay Red Devils. I think they're looking for a fullback um, or the Narang Roosters or something. But he's not playing in the NRL. Not not at thirty five. Not up. Not not playing it. It's just too hard. Is he hoping to play top level, Daddy? Well, he's saying he'd like to make a switch. I think. Yeah, but to first grade rugby league, there's no chance, right? As mm. you just said, right? Okay. Yeah. Third question. Uh, now number three. He sat at the top of the show. Uh, are you happy with just a fine for the Broncos duo? And if so, what kind of fine are we looking at? Oh, mate, fine them five grand and, and fine them ten, suspend five and and move on. Done. Can I ask what happens to the money that... I think it gets donated to something. It, it, it doesn't go back to the club. The money has to get... No, but when somewhere. the NRL, when the NRL issues a fine, yeah, to, let's to, say it's 50 grand, half suspended, what happens to that money? Does that go to Vegas with Peter Volandis? No, 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 no. It's it not put on roulette? No, it doesn't. It, it gets donated somewhere. I'll, I'll, I'll look into that because it, it, it's, it's an interesting question, that. Cause you, you do, well, I'm sure a lot of people do. It can't go to the end of season trip, that's for sure. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. Gilding across, intercepted by Meninga. The big bloke's away. Offie is after him. Eddinghausen's coming in support. Meninga, he's running out of legs. He finds Eddinghausen. He scores. Andrew gets his 10th try of the tour. Big Mel Meninga gets the intercept. And Andrew Eddinghausen scores. Wow, 10 tries on a tour. But yeah, mind kangaroo you, but, tour back in those days. But how, those kangaroo tours, we'll bring the man in now. He's... Uh, 
Well, back in the day, he was a, a pin-up boy for the NRL. He was in the Tina Turner ad. He was. Um, we consider him on Sports Day. He's such a big hunk of spunk. And yes. we've got him on for Valentine's Day for our female listeners. One of the greatest to play the game. Ever. One of your former teammates, um, Rat. And you told me off the air that this bloke, you know, he, he had a bit of mongrel about him oh, on the he was field. an angry man on the football field. I don't believe it. <laughs> we'll Andrew, talk about it. We'll talk about Andrew it. Andrew Eddinghausen, welcome to the uh, to Sports Day, and I hope you like the intro. Yeah, thanks very much. And, and yeah, it brings back great memories uh, of that. Uh, it was a bit of a turning point in that match, and we were able to, to sneak home. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a, a great time over there in England on those tours. It's. Oh, I know we've had, we've discussed playing against Mal. My old man was saying when he started playing with him, he'd put on like you know five to ten kilos a year for five or six years. But I know you had you had a fair few battles with ET. It must be nice standing outside him instead of standing opposite him. hundred oh, percent, Raddy. I tell you, he uh, he injured me more than any other player. Unfortunately, he was he was the centre opposite me when I'd play against Canberra and other and State of Origin matches. He would. Absolutely. I think he did my right knee in, so my posterior cruciates no more. He uh, he did a disc in my neck. Um, the list goes on. I tell you what, he was a big man. When he got angry, he wanted to be on his side, not uh, not playing against him. Well, well, ET, you played 29 tests for Australia, so most of those would have been alongside him, and you, you played those 30 Origin games against him. Did he get angrier at Origin time? He was always angry, you know. When you look, when you look up and you see a bloke who's nearly twice your size, and uh, and I, you know, I was fortunate to be able to play outside him, and sometimes I'd, I'd play uh, fullback as well for the Australian team, and you know, it was great to be on his side. You know, he'd he'd get the ball and I'd I'd rev him up. I'd go get into a mail, you know, and he'd start. Oh, his legs would lift, and he'd punch in there, and he'd pop a little ball to me, and I'd I'd run up and score a try. So he was. Uh, he was a magical man for me, so um, you know it was always good to to share some uh, great moments with him. But um, yeah, when he played for the Maroons, it was it was terrifying. Yeah, well, as magical he, as he he was for you, you were for me, mate, back in the day. And two thousand, uh, you, you hung up the boots. Um, I think we played for six years together at that stage. You know, uh, after eighteen years, I mean. A long time with your beloved shark. It's your twenty fourth year in retirement now. We know you love your fishing. We'll get into that a little bit later. But have you enjoyed the game since that, or did you did you move away from it for a while? Yeah, it was funny. I'd sort of when I was uh, the last years, I had a few injuries, and I thought, right, yeah, this will this will be the last year. I'll I'll hang up the boots. It was the the two thousand season. It was a great season. We had a fantastic team, and um, you know we we had a had a lot of fun. We didn't didn't win the comp, but we had a lot of fun trying and uh, you know it was a great uh, a great end to my career that year and I was sort of excited about looking at all you young guys coming through mm. still and uh, you were way younger than me so you still <laughs> you were probably one of the mature guys in the team but uh, yeah but um, you know it was it was a fantastic fantastic time back then but the game has changed enormously um, since those times as well and it's gotten so much faster uh, one thing I do love is that corner post. You know, years ago, the oh. corner post, if, if you dived over for a try and hit it, well, it, it wasn't a try. But these days, gosh, you can do somersaults in the corner. Um, yeah, a lot more entertainment and, uh, you know, big scores, which was great. Yeah. I think um, when I first started out back in 1983 as a little 17-year-old kid, it was um, it was really bizarre because 
we'd only train Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and a, and a little run on, on Saturday morning, and then we'd be up for our first grade game. But if you weren't at the pub on a Thursday night, you weren't playing in the Sharks team that weekend. So, you know, it was, uh, it was a, a completely different, um, yeah, completely different structure. Everyone was working their own jobs. And, and so, I, so I've seen a lot of changes over the years, let me tell you. <laughs> so out of a 17-year-old and, and, and playing for the Sharks, <laughs> did you, like, did you, first of all, obviously got into the pubs, but secondly, in. yeah. <laughs> uh, but secondly, what, did you have an apprenticeship or something, E.T.? At school, I think. Well, yeah, that's... yeah well, I, I actually went to uh, Wollongong University for um, after I was doing year 12 that first year when I was playing first grade with the Sharkies, which was great. I made my debut that year, which was tops. And um, and and then at the end of that year, I went on to Wollongong Uni and did sports science down there. So uh, I wanted to run a gym. That was sort of, you know, I, I had no idea that the game was ever going to be professional where we didn't have to that we didn't have to work. So, um, you know, I, I spent probably the first year of that uni year trying to find a premise and then I eventually found uh, found a place at the bottom of the Leaks Club, funny enough. It opened still out onto uh, Old Shark Park. Remember and that? And the whole bottom area was, uh, was, was my gym for about uh, nine years, I think, I ran it. And so I was able to run straight out the door, straight onto the training field and, uh, and then each night come back and... And uh, and do the fitness stuff. So yeah, a completely well, different, different completely era. different way of life back then. Let Le- me tell you. Little did we know that Uncle Rupert was going to come on, come along, and change the game forever with Super League. We did all right out of that, Eds, didn't we? It was it was a good time. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? You did, you did real well. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Let me ask you both. How no, no, we don't, we... how hard was that at the time, though? Oh, it was difficult. It was yeah. There's a lot of lot of conjecture. You know, a lot of. You know, he said, yeah. she said, a lot of people pointing fingers. It was, it was it was a tough time. I was only a kid. I was eighteen. It's you. You were you were yeah. you were probably more on the front foot of that, really, because I mean, as a senior play, I remember you and Bundy had to get up. Les Davidson had to get up and speak to us, and and sort of, I guess, um, translate what Ken Cowley and Shane Richardson had said to us as a group. And and you guys sort of said, well, look, we we think this is the right way to go. Did you have meetings prior to that game? Or did you have a meeting after that game when you spoke to us? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what happened. I went over there. I was actually injured, Raddy. I, I was uh, not playing in the game, but right. they, they brought me across. On a, and, and so I've come across, and I'm having brekkie in the morning game day, and, um, and Shane Richardson tapped me on the shoulder and said, oh, mate, after brekkie, can you just pop up to my room? I just want to have a chat to you about something. So I've wandered up to the room, opened the door, and there's, a, there's about, I don't know, it would have been 20 people in there, and they were all dressed up in suits and the whole bit, and I'm kind of walking in going, what the hell's going on here? And, um, and then the, the, board, the board explained to me that uh, the, the Sharks were going across to this new Super League, and, and right at this moment, all the, all the clubs are switching from the ARL across to this new Super League. And so I'm standing there in disbelief going, what the hell, this is just this is crazy. And, um, yeah, they basically uh, laid out laid out what was going to happen, the different changes and all that sort of stuff. And, and you know, for me, I had, I was probably oh, late 20s and I was sort of looking, okay, you know, this is the end of my career here sort of thing. So, um, I, you know, I don't want to go and change clubs and go to some other club. But they said to me, you know, you can ring around to all the clubs. So ring Canberra, ring Laurie Daly and all the boys there. They'll tell you that, yep, they've swapped over to Super League. Ring Alfie or the boys up on the Brisbane Broncos. And I'm thinking, well, this, the New South Wales team's pretty much the Canberra side and the Queensland side is pretty much the Broncos side. 
So if those guys are all going across, well, you know, it's, it's crazy that, um, that we don't. And for the Sharkies in itself, it was a great thing for the Sharks. We probably wouldn't be here as a club anymore. No. Um, wow. if, you know, that debt of about 16 million didn't get paid by News Limited at that time, you know. So, um, you know, there was a lot of good fortune for, uh, for uh, many, many of the players. There was. Um, and <laughs> probably the only two players who, who I was sort of concerned about was um, Aaron Raper and Adam Ritson. Yep. And uh, I, told, I told the News Limited guys, listen, you can't, you can't sign these guys by just, you know, putting their pen to paper tonight. They're too young. You need to let them talk with their parents and the whole bit. And those, funny enough, were the two guys who went across to Parramatta. I think they did all right, though. They I departed, think... but I think they did all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, mate, going back, going back, that's, that's an interesting story because I, I was always wondering when they'd spoken to you, you and uh, Les because, uh, yeah, you, you were obviously the senior players. I think I was 18 at the time, uh, 19, just to 19. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, it, it was a lot going on, but uh, it was good times in the end. But uh, mate, I just want to go back to '83. I mean, you, you look at the game now, and you and you look at you know the way that the players are protected, head knocks. You know, there was none of that back in 1983. I mean, even when I came in, there was none of it. Um, you come in as a 17 year old in 1983. The game's as rugged and as tough as it comes. Like, did you have anyone who was looking after you in terms of like? Mate, I'll, I'll look after you. I'm going to protect you. I know it like the halves nowadays, they've got a, you know, a big burly back rower next to them that'll protect them from those edge runners. Did you have anyone that was looking after you or he said, just grabbed you and said, mate, you'll be all right out here. I got your back. You'll, you'll be okay. Yeah, I was, I was pretty lucky. You know, the, the game was super tough back then. Virtually it was tit for tat, tat. A guy could come in and belt you and the referee wouldn't do anything, <laughs> but your mate could go in and belt one of them. Oh, I was a, it was a crazy game, and you could see why the game has had to change because, you know, no no one would want to have their kids playing that sort of sport yeah. anymore. But um, yeah, it was pretty rough, mate. I I had uh, oh, a good good bunch of um, well, because I was so young, everyone else was way older. You know, I yeah. thought they were like forty. You know, they were in their mid twenties <laughs> and they got yeah. beards and moustaches, and I'm going, what's going on here? But um, yeah, no, it was uh, you know, I was very fortunate. I had a had these senior guys who, who did look after me and, um, uh, you know, you sort of needed to have that bit of help as well because just about everyone wanted to take my head off and, you know, every time I tackled, I reckon for, for a few years it was knees and elbows in every tackle. So, you know, you, you had to really, uh, you know, it had to be fast, which fortunately I was. And, um, yeah, you had to be prepared because anything, anything could happen at any time. But, you know, we had guys... Uh, even in the later years, you know, guys like Gavin Miller was a, was a pretty tough old character um, on the footy field, and you know, nothing went past him. If anyone belted one of our blokes, well, Gav was going to set his sights on uh, on them. And you know, we also had like Bundy. You know, we yeah. had uh, we had big Les, Les Davidson there in those latter years as well. So you know, it was uh, it was certainly a a different stage of life and different type of game. Back in those years when it was uh, it wasn't professional, it was still pretty much amateur. Yeah, actually, there's been a few of the older games on Fox recently, and I saw uh, a replay of it. It was a Manly Parramatta Grand Final. Yep. Manly kick it off short, to, so Sterlow could get the ball, and just so they could whack him. Just so they could whack him. That's that was the way the game started. Was going, wow, the game certainly has changed. Do you like where the game's sitting nowadays, Et? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Like, um, you know, we've been through so many changes in those 
early 80s, the, the, the grand finals were like 4-2 or 6-4, you know, really stupid sort of close games where no, no points were scored either side. And, you know, it was, uh, it was boring footy, which I, I thought. It was still a tough game. But, you know, now the, then the 10-metre 10, 10 rule, I played under the 5-metre rule, and then the 10-metre rule came in. And next minute you got, you know, 26-24. And these, you know, both sides are actually scoring plenty of points. And, and both both team supporters could sit up in the in the stand and be really happy with their team, even though they might have lost. They still scored a pile of points, and you, they, you know they had a bit of bit of happiness along the way. But um, yeah, the game has changed incredibly, and I, I think it'll just continue to change. Um, it's hard to know what uh, what changes are next. There's been a fair few over the last five years, but uh, you know I think as it changes, I think it it adds a little, another spark to the game, and and um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the way it looks at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, I think the product's looking great. It's great for TV and it's, uh, it's exciting. Lots of points being scored. Now, I want to touch on Origin. Um, I, I obviously <laughs> played for Queensland and, and my counterpart here is, is a mad blues fan. Now, you, you played for New South Wales 30 times. You're as passionate as anyone that I know pulled on the jumper. I remember, you, I remember a series early on. And I think it was when you went through the series. I think you won 3-0 and you used the same 17 players. It was, there was a series where you did that, right? Yeah. Um, I remember you coming yeah, back to pretty, training pretty and just talking about what Gus was like and, and just the emotion that he poured out and how we get you guys up. Now, Wayne Bennett is that guy for Queensland. And a couple of years ago when we were struggling, he came back in and, you know, the worst team of the, you know, ever that Queensland picked, they go out and they win the series. If New South Wales don't get the job done this year, if Queensland win again and, and there's a threat of another dynasty, does the SOS need to go out to Gus Gould? Do they need to bring him back? to get New South Wales back to where they need to be. <laughs> they need to bring Gus back. Well, well, well Gus is, you know, he, he's been, um, you know, played a bit, had a big impact on the game over many, many years. When when we were in State of Origin back in those 90s, uh, yeah, he was the coach that you wanted to play under. He was uh, fantastic for, you know, a, a group of guys um, coming together for a six-week period and, you know, just putting it all on the line, not thinking about anything else except except the Blues and, and how we're going to win. Um, you know, and we had some fantastic years. That uh, that team you were talking about was in, I think it was in 96. And, um, you know, we had wounded guys on the bench, you know, like we'd be, before the game, Gus would be saying, listen, I know these two guys can only run at half pace and do this and that, but we're taking the whole squad through. And we won all three matches that year, which was a fantastic... Uh, yeah, and I think all of that emotion, everything built up around... Um, you know, this team and, you know, we fight to the death for each other and, uh, you know, Gus, Gus really turned it on. He was able to, you know, able to do that, um, you know, getting guys almost to run through brick walls when they're, they're half busted up. But, uh, you know, we always played against fantastic Queensland teams. So, yep. you know, it was always a battle and, and the battle from there was to make the Australian team. And that was the, you know, you wanted to go on these kangaroo tours. You definitely didn't want to be left off the list there. So, Everyone really played their heart out. And, uh, yeah, we're very fortunate to have Gus as a coach over those years, for sure. So do, you, do they need him back? That's the yes oh, or come no. Come on. Do you need, do him, need back? him back? Well, you know what? Um, when you talk about it, I look at last year's season. and I'm, He's doing this to roll me up, E.T. E.T., he's taken the P1 double five. You're game one, and I yeah. really felt, you know, going into the second half, New South Wales took the lead. I'm thinking... Oh wow! You know, it's there's nothing in this game, but the boys should should win from here. 
I felt they they had all the possession in the first half. They'd worn the Queenslanders down. It was just a little bit of Queensland spirit got them over the line in the end. So that's what I'm saying, um, yeah, BT. That's what I'm saying. Do you need Gus? Do you need the Gus spirit oh. back? Uh, unfortunately, Freddie in game two didn't pick a good enough sort of combination. Nah. You need to have the combos already yep. sorted in State of Origin. You can't you can't just have guys from different clubs, even though they're good players, you can't have them turn up on State of Origin Day and expect to be able to know what that other guy's going thinking or doing. Yep. And you've got to have those combos. And so you really need to go back to um, the experienced players, you know, say a Reynolds and a Walker, something like that. You know, you pull a guy back from the Broncos and you stick him in the, the, the New South Wales team. But you needed to have that sort of close connection where they didn't have to talk, they just knew. Yep. And that's what they lacked in that game too. And they got flogged, you know, that was yeah. a, an embarrassment. And then game three, well, Freddie got the, got the Blues uh, to a win again. But, you know, again, it was trying to go back through those those strong combinations. And he did it through the Rabbitohs last year. Mm. And so the last game, that if you look at their team, a much more balanced team. A lot of guys had played together a ton of times. And there, there we go. Uh, you know, it could have been a 3-0 whitewash. Too little, no, too late, a, a really. Oh, shut up, Rabbit. Too, too, too little, too late. late. But I really don't think there's too much, too, there's too not, many there's dramas not. with the, here, here. Uh, now, mate, with the Blues side. Mate, we've got to wrap things up, but... Escape fishing with ET. It's into series twenty-five. You've just yeah, been no. fishing for the last twenty-five well, no, years since you been retired. In some of those, oh, I have been, and I think I, I think I outfished you every time too. Just quite. No, I didn't. But you, uh, you said probably that did. You probably yeah, did. Yeah, he's been bragging <laughs> about that. Mate, it's been a passion of yours. Obviously, oh, I mean, yeah, you taught exactly. me. You taught me plenty throughout the years. You know, fishing out and on the port hacking, mate. What? Where, yeah. where can our listeners uh, catch escape fishing with ET this year? Well, this is our 25th year. We've only just started back last week, and uh, we're on Channel 10, so 7.30 on a Saturday morning, 5 p.m. Saturday Arvos on 10 Bold, and on Sundays at 11 o'clock on 10 Bold if you've missed it. So, And you can go on, you can stream any time on 10 Play to watch it at your leisure. So, Beauty. Yeah, we're uh, 25 years. Still can't believe Crazy. it, Raddy. Crazy. 18 years of footy and 25 years of fishing. fishing. What, <laughs> a, what a life Tough you've life. lived. Tough what life. a life you have lived so far, Andrew Eddingshausen. <laughs> hey, mate, thanks for joining us tonight on Sports Day. Go the Blues in 2024. <laughs> and, uh, mate, we appreciate Go your time. Go the Blues. Good on you, boys. Love to talk to you. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. I'm a proud New South Welshman and I hold my head high. I know I definitely wouldn't act the way the Queensland public act. I guess being humble in victory isn't something they're good at up there. It'd be good to shut people up. I love it. It gets you fired up, doesn't it? Oh, mate. I'm the only blue bloke in this studio putting Mm. up with you and Sats all the time and Daddy Vass, the producer. It's good to have a blue bagger on the the line right now. One of the greats to play for New South Wales. And, And Rat... I don't want to embarrass the man, but you said he saved your life plenty of times. Many a time, many a time. Yeah, he did. On the footy field. Mm. He's joining us now, Birdie. Greg Bird, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. G'day, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. 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 Can I just say, I didn't have the pleasure of talking to you last year on air. Sats and Rat did. And I think the quote from you last year in the interview was, 
there's something around something around like Queensland has accused New South Wales people of not caring about state of origin. Mm. And I forget what your quote yeah, was, but you just shut everyone up, mate. I loved it. Mate, it's an absolute joke. It doesn't mean more to Queenslanders. Everyone knows it. Uh, down south, it's just the it's just the line that they like to tell themselves to try to pump themselves up. But um, yeah, obviously, it's bullshit as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, that's I like it. it. I think I that was the quote. Actually, yeah, I like it, Bertie. Um, <laughs> mate, now you played five games for the Indigenous All Stars. Obviously, the Indigenous All Stars and the, and and the Maori All Stars are playing. Uh, in the coming weeks. And, um, mate, what did it mean to you to pull on that Indigenous All-Stars jersey, buddy? Mate, uh, it's, it's a strange one. At the start, you know, going into camp, it probably didn't mean that much. I didn't know much about my Indigenous heritage. Um, throughout that first camp, I realised I wasn't the only one in that boat. A lot of players, um, you know, blokes like Jonathan Thurst and big names that people would think of, you know, proud Indigenous people, in, and he is, but... The knowledge of his own past probably wasn't wasn't strong with him, and it wasn't with me either. Um, it took that game and seen what it meant to a lot, a lot of the community and a lot of the players in the team uh, for me to go back and and search my lineage, go find out a bit about my history, and and speak to my family. So um, after that, um, you know, it was a very proud moment. It was very, it was very fulfilling to actually you know go find out a little bit about where I come from and and the lives that my, my family members you know, struggled with over the years through the stolen generation and the likes of things that happened um, to a lot of families. Is that, and, and Bertie, a lot of the young players coming through nowadays, it's same, same for them, you know, not, not understanding the, the history of their tribe and, and, and what not. How important is it having the greats around the younger players? Like I hear having someone like G.I., in camp, for example, is one of the most inspirational things you'll see. Oh, mate, if you, if you go back to the, the war dance we did, um, I think it was like 2013 or 14, and G.I. was standing up in the middle of it, mate, that was inspirational in itself. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's one of the best to play rugby league, um, and he's a proud Aboriginal man. Um, you know, played to play with the likes of Wendell and Preston, um, hear their stories, and um, I'm sure Presto will probably be thereabouts this week throughout the camp. He's the reason why this game's even even on the calendar. So, um, you know, that does mean a lot to a lot of people. And it's not just you that it means a lot to. It's the fans that turn up uh, week in, week out. You know, there's a lot of Indigenous supporters in rugby league. Um, pretty much, you know, most, most black fellas love rugby league, um, mm. especially in New South Wales and Queensland. Um, it's a blue collar sport, and uh, they come a lot of the time from blue blue collar families. So um, yeah, it does mean a lot to the people, and see what it means to people. It, it, it does touch in a, a definite certain way. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking around about this yesterday, and I love the fact now it's the it's the Indigenous All Stars versus the Maori All Stars. Mm. Wonderful contest. But if we go back to the beginning. Obviously, it was the Indigenous All-Stars versus the NRL All-Stars. Mm. And I remember watching one of the first games, if not the first, I think you are in the game, Bertie. There was, a young, there was a young bloke who came over from England called Sam Burgess playing for the NRL All-Stars. And I'm going, geez, this bloke goes all right. And then I heard the commentator saying, oh, the Bunnies are going to love him this year. I was going, you beauty. It, it, these games at the start of a season unearth stars, don't they? They do, but... 
I think he was already a star. Um, I played against him in 2009 in the Super League, and he was an absolute weapon over there. So um, it does give a lot of players opportunities. I know, especially in the Indigenous side, you know, there's not a great deal. When I started, there wasn't a great deal of forwards to pick from. Um, uh, a lot of backs, a lot of halves, a lot of fast, skillful players, but the bigger guys, it was pretty much me and Sam Friday. Um, and Georgie Rose doing most of the work. <laughs> uh, a lot of blokes, a lot of young blokes coming through weren't, weren't probably your, your big names in rugby league. I think that's probably changed a little bit now. A lot of younger guys are sort of developing, and there's players that have been in the game a little bit for a few more years for feeders and the like. So, um, but it is an opportunity on a big stage. It is. It's, it can be tough playing football at, at that pace. And they come out at like state of origin pace for the first game of the year. It can be difficult, but yeah. um, it's always a spectacle and it's a great way to start the rugby league year off. Can I go back to state of origin, boys? Can I go back to that? Um, I don't know if you heard your good mate and your lousy golfing partner, <laughs> Rat, uh, last week. I can't believe the dribble that just comes out of his mouth. He made this comment about Ponga playing in the 13. Could you imagine having Caelan Ponga wearing the 13 jersey and just having them both sitting out the back? What? On both sides. I never thought of the 13. New South Wales are in so much trouble. <laughs> 30, can you believe that rubbish? If you were still playing nowadays, go ahead. What would you do to Ponga if you saw him in a 13 jersey? I think I commented on the Instagram page for SCM for that one. It is. Um, Rat knows all about it. Um, Hey, you can't have another spot. They've got enough spots in the line. Yeah, well, um, well mate. Jerry I, I, Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you keep trying to run them, but they've got blokes around them like you did for me, mate. They've got little protectors either side of them. But um, I, I think not as a starting 13, but bring him on after 15 or 20 minutes or 25 minutes into the I'll game. I'll protecting him. Yeah, and just get let's just get him into the flow of it and just get him in the attacking side. It'd be devastating. But Bertie, I just, I just want I to do talk. Like, well, I do like the idea of rugby league in that sense. In the rep games, how they do play plays out of position. Mm. I think it, it adds to the spectacle of state of origin, but yeah, definitely not to start the match. No, no. Bertie, I, I wanted to talk to you about origin because you're coaching at Southport. You're coaching A-grade up there. Um, it's your first year with the top job. You've coached the 19s there for a couple of years. Won the comp with them. You, you, you finally, have you finally hung the boots up, mate? Because I know you, you, you tore your Achilles in the nines tournament. Is that it now? Like, are you finally going to just, that's enough. I'm not going to play anymore. Or is it just going to, you're going to keep playing and coaching? Well, when I was walking off the field and having a cold beverage after the game the other week, uh, I did say this was the last I would have played another game, but the, the Achilles is feeling a little bit better. Although it is in a boot. So we'll see what happens throughout the year. I might pull the boots on again and uh, have another run at South. But I'm on my way. I'm on my way to training at the moment, actually. So nice. two years in a row, the South Mighty Southport Tigers. Yeah, good. Tough to beat again this year. Yeah, good one, mate. Hey, I, I just wanted to ask you. With Madge has come out and he said, he said, "Look, no one's safe. You know, no one's, no one's, you know, got, got a got a position on a, on a mortgage here. It's like everyone's going to be, you know, it's form. Um, how, you know, you're in the coaching business. What what would it mean to you if someone, if Madge rang you and said, mate, Bertie, we, we want you around these guys? Would it be something that you would jump at or do you think that it's too soon to do that or would you want, you want straight, you'd be all in? Mate, I'll be all in, 100%. Mm. Um, no, I think that's the pinnacle of a rugby league, a rugby league coach to be involved in the, that, that game. Um, I, I love that state of origin. I love state of origin more than any 
any other form of it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy chipping away up here at the moment. I think I think Queensland does it really well, bringing blokes like Nate Miles and Ken Smith and Jonathan Thurston, blokes who don't have current NRL contracts into a roles where they can, you know, be inspirational in the sense probably more than strategic in game planning. Um, I guess for Milesy, uh, for that matter. But um, yeah, man, it's, I think there's a, there's a spot for it in, in rep, rep football. Um, you know, the, the, the likes that you'll see in the All Stars game this weekend, we'll be you know we'll be telling of that as well. You know, older, older, older former rugby league players like like the Greg Inglises that come in not only talk about um, you know the strategy. You know, state of origin isn't all about strategy. I think it's more about passion and intensity and um, desire. Um, you know, the team that with the most desire usually goes down and wins the games. And unfortunately, that's been the Queensland's last couple of years. So. Yeah, it um, has. So, Matt, what, yeah. With, with your coaching, what, what's the goal, Bert? Is it is it to progress through from where you are now into an NRL program and, and hopefully one day get the top gig with an NRL team? Mate, I'm really just enjoying taking as it comes at the moment, mate. Um, I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed doing a little bit of coaching when I played. Um, you know, being trying to be a mentor to the younger players. As you know, me and yourself did that at the time for a few years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm really just taking it as it comes. I'll see what happens and um, go from there, really. Jeez, why aren't you blokes at the Titans still? Just, I guess that's another issue. We'll yeah. park that to the <laughs> side and we won't go go into that. Bertie, <laughs> you're one of my favourite hard men of rugby league, being, as I say, being a Blues supporter. Get you on around Origin uh, time. Oh, and that'll be good. We'll have a chat about Rats Golf as well next time we catch up. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Now, listen, Nelso, a big weekend of racing around Queensland. Uh, What are we expecting? Well, we're expecting, I don't know what we're expecting weather-wise. I never know from one day to the next what the weather's going to do. But uh, we've got a busy weekend. We race at Eagle Farm on Saturday, so that's... That's one good thing. If we do get a bit of rain, it won't make a massive difference to the track condition. So that's good. Uh, we race at uh, Aquas Park on the poly track. Last meeting there until we go to the grass. Or we go to the grass next Saturday. So one more meeting on the poly. And then we race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone and Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Only six races on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. And a couple of non-tabbers at Home Hill and Roma guys. So plenty to get our teeth stuck into. Right. Well, Nelso, can you got any tips? Well, I'm going to do something a bit different. Seeing it's the time of the year where there's uh, lots of good races all around the country, I'm going to give you my three best each week, and I'm going to throw in a roughie as well. All right, so here we let's go. go. My best bets. We are going to Sydney, Randwick, race one, number two, Switzerland. Horse, I think, will go close to winning the slipper if Stormboy wasn't in it. Uh, I think it'll run really well. Race one, number two, Switzerland. Uh, then we'll go to Eagle Farm. Race one, number one, Hidden Wealth. First up, Tony Gollan. Big surprise there, Jace. Uh, I think Hidden Wealth can win. First up <laughs> off some good trials. Who's the jockey? Uh, then we'll go to Hang Flemington. Uh, who's the No, who's it's not Maloney. It's Jimmy Orman. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the other one is Flemington. Race seven, number two, King Colorado. I think will win as well. Keep in mind, Imperatories returns at Flemington on Saturday in the Black Caviar Lightning. And my roughie, my value, Eagle Farm, race eight, number 14, Lady Ladar, trained on the Sunshine Coast. She was a real eye-catcher first up. So there you go. We're going to go around the grounds for a few months.
I like it. I like it. It's um, you got a couple of number twos in there. That's very good. From that's, I'm, I'm loving that actually. That's just rat- liking yeah. it. Beautiful. Chances yeah. are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chris Nelson, have a lovely weekend. And you guys, hopefully many winners for all of us. We'll catch you next week.